from the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn, the one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook, try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too, better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about and he's got one question, I'll inform you about like. You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, everybody's running amok. Because it's Monday. Monday edition of the Taz Show coming at you. Monday motivation. That's the other one they say a lot. Monday motivation. I need to get motivated. It's Monday. Hey, Sarah, I don't want to go to work today because it's Monday. Oh, come on, Jane. You have to be motivated. It's Monday, Monday motivation. Shut up. Just shut up, everyone. Let me give you an action-packed two hours coming at you here on the Taz Show. Off of a NFL Sunday that was interesting. So I will talk some of that. Uh, but first and foremost, let me run through a quick rundown of what we got going on here today in this episode. As you guys know, as usual, you can always contact the show if you like and call. It's very simple. And you can just contact uh, the show and call me and talk to yours truly. Attention hotline fans. 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. So, in this edition of the Taz Show, it's Monday. So, uh, we have In the Indies. Yes, In the Indies and Deanna Perrazzo will be here via the Skype. Lovely Deanna will be via Skype. Also going to give you guys a raw preview a little later on. We'll be on Facebook Live for the second hour of the show. So, if you're listening live or watching live at TazShow.com, thanks. That means at 8 a.m. Eastern, you can go to Facebook.com slash the Taz Show. Uh, la, 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 la. Then also, I'm uh, going to talk a little bit about some more TNA woes. Going to have a little chat about the most talented, possibly the most talented NFL player in the game today. But is he the most self-centered? No, uh, take two. The most talented... <laughs> Take two. The most talented NFL player to date, possibly. Might be the most self-centered. Yes. This is why things can't be written for me. People say, Taz, why'd you never not get into acting? Acting! Why have you not been... Because I can't not just read a script and work off one. I can't read. You like keeping it spontaneous. My brain goes so fast. I have two hours to do a show. And I got to rush through my opening monologue? I mean, you know, sometimes my monologue takes a while. Yeah, sometimes 45, 50 minutes. Two, three segments at a clip. Jones, yes, sure. I'm uh, going to give you a page update, too, on her injuries. So I'm going to talk about that. Uh, the other thing before we get rolling to some uh, football chatter, main sports stuff. Taz Show online store is still open. You can go to Taz Show Twitter, the ta- at Taz Live Twitter, if you want to. Buy any stuff before the store closes in a couple of weeks. If you're watching the video, there's your lower third jobbers. So you could do that. At Taz Show Live. There's a lot of, like I said, jackets, full zip, Under Armour, uh, some ass neck shirts. Maybe you have a scarf. You could wrap your kind of your quad into your calf around your yambag nut area. You could do that too. Yes. That's up to you. You could buy all that stuff there. A lot of good stuff. That's how you promote things. That's how you sell things. 
People don't want to go oh, yeah, buy yourself a sweater. <laughs> Who in the F wants a Taz Show sweater? Nobody. Not one person in the world. That's why there aren't sweaters on the, the gimmick. Are there sweatshirts? Yes. Are there jackets? Yes. How about a hat? I think, yes. Yeah, I think there's a hat. There. I think so. <laughs> Maybe a cap or hat of some degree. Yes, there's a lot of things on there. And it's closing soon. Um, it's closing in six days as of right now. Oh, 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 boy. There's That's, a couple of hats here. What kind oh, of hats a, we got on there? There's the big gray one you've worn it one, last week, I think. The big gray one. The gray one, the baseball <laughs> cap. And then there's the beanie with the little pom-pom on top. That Dude, the one, the gray one, I, I've... All of this stuff, I've never had any of this stuff on here. You're confusing that hat with a different hat. Oh. The hat I have is for members only. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's a members only hat. Like the jackets with like the, the eight jacket. ball? Remember the jackets with the gimmick? <laughs> with the eight ball? The eight ball in the back. <laughs> that one, I, I don't know if that was members only. Members only had the little button collar thing. But members only was, was a jacket from the 80s. Yeah, I think I had one when I was little. Yeah. Will you stop? So anyway, uh, when I was little, little Greek captain running around with a members only jacket on. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Malaka? You mother Malaka. <laughs> That's exactly how it was. <laughs> so, uh, fake football, Jones. Yeah, a lot of people want to talk about the football. So, uh, we're going to talk a little football here. And I'm going to tell you that I made a major mistake, guys. Now, a lot of people are into what goes on on the Fantasy Football League here on the Taz Show. Well, uh, I am uh, upset. I am embarrassed. I'm, I'm going to admit what happened here. And it's I, I am a jerk. Jobber, slunker, loser, nub. So. Just in week six. Yeah, just in week six. I really effed up. I played the captain. So captain's team is the Boca Vistas. And my team is the Dons. D-O-N-S. Oh. Captain beat me. That's not the problem. Captain beat me because his guys all kicked ass. He beat me 129 to 83. Now, that's a flogging. That is a beat-down city. Well, not just because a lot of his guys outplayed my guys, but because your boy, not the Joey Xander, your boy Taz right here, <laughs> I didn't have not one guy in a slot. I had two guys not in the slot. Stop! Running back Jones and a kicker. The other day, the buys are coming up, all this stuff. So I got to keep an eye on my stuff. I yell around my house all the time. My son's in like a lot of defense football leagues. I'm always yelling in the house. Make sure you people realize what's going on with the bye week. No, I'm not kidding. My kid like caught a promo on me last night. He's like, <laughs> you're, you're always yelling at me and everybody else and my friends, he says, when they come to the house because they're all in these fantasy football leagues. The kid, they're gambling. It's good. It's nice. No, they do. They bet. They bet. I don't, it's, it's, you know what? Whatever, man. You know what? I don't care. So, <laughs> yeah, go bet on it. I don't care. As long as he wins, man. I want a new Cadillac. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want one of those little Cadillacs, convertible. One of the little ones. <laughs> yeah, ride around the city like a son of a bitch, laughing. Are there little Cadillacs? Yeah, they got the little ones, a little cap on, a little sun dry, a little, uh, little freaking convertible. So um, I always tell him, make sure it's the bye week. You make sure you change out your lineup. I always tell him. And his buddies that running around playing, you know, games. Yeah, yeah, we know. Mr. Taz, we got it. Call you Mr. Tess. <laughs> I get a couple of matches there. So, uh, so, what do I do? A running back slot, I don't put in, and a kicker. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. I did change them out. 
I was running around because I'm always I got construction going on at the house. I'm always busy, and I forgot to hit the submit button. Very simple, but yet stupid mistake. I was so mad, and I didn't get a chance to look at the whole week. And I was busy running around, running the muck. I'm always doing stuff. You guys know that. So. I had a running back on the bench named Devontae Freeman. You guys know him from the Atlanta Falcons, who actually did not exactly play awesome. He only got five points, but it's five points I could have got. And Kicker Jones. Okay, I, I you know, I had I had Sebastian uh, Sebastian Janikowski. I got rid of my remember the kick I hyped up a few weeks ago from Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Oh yeah, yeah. Roberto Gimmick Schnabitz. I said, That's oh, it. that yeah. guy's gonna be amazing. He's the number one pick for the Buccaneers. Oh, he's a stud. I saw a vignette on him. I think he went to Florida State. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I caught him after two weeks. <laughs> Week one, the kid was a stud. After that, thanks for coming. I think it was Roberto Arguello, I think. But then again, he might have been a fighter from back in the 80s. <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, I had no kicker. So that was six points for Janikowski. And then the captain's team decided to just beat the piss out of me. <laughs> my quarterback, I had Andrew Luck in there. I had my man Dak Prescott, who I love. I had people on the Twitter say, Taz, what should the Dallas Cowboys do? When Tony Romo comes back, what should they do? Keep Dak in the saddle. We'll tell Dak, get on the bench, ride some pine. Let the man come in. The man of the hour, Tony Romo, this is his offense, this is his team. What do I say to that? I say, no. N-O, no. No. No, N-O, a very simple no. What do you mean no? You don't need to bench Dak Prescott when Romo comes back, Cowboys. The kid's the hot hand on fire, Jones. Beast mode city. And I'm happy for this kid that yesterday he threw his first interception. What I mean by that is he was going 177 passes, I believe it was. Literally, Stat City. Until he threw an INT. Very protective Jones. Protective ball Jones. That sounded weird. But... I think it was 177. BBJ? Yeah, BBJ. <laughs> Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Jones. So I think that he was at 177 before he threw a pick. And he passed the great Tom Brady. Dude, I'm not kidding. Look it up. He, he, he passed a bunch of people. Like, he, he set a record. And then what does he do in that game? He throws an interception. <laughs> but I'm happy for him just to get that out of the way. Because, you know, all great quarterbacks, decent quarterbacks, good quarterbacks, amazing quarterbacks, all throw interceptions. It's a part of the game. So to have that kind of... You got something for me? What do you got? Oh, no, no. I'm finding... The, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't get yeah. upset. I just thought you, you, you had that look on your face. Like either you farted <laughs> or you had the information. We'll go with the, the first one. Why not both? <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I had the Dak Prescott on the bench. Even though I love the kid. And, and don't, don't. I'm sorry. Tony Romo, you got to ride the bench. You, you, this kid's hot. He's hot. You got to keep him in the game. He's hot. He's the hot hand. Dak got 17 points for me, but he was on the bench, so it don't matter. So I started Andrew Luck, which was a good move by yours, truly, because he got 23 points. But yet, the quarterback on the other side of the fantasy football Jones that the captain had, the Matthew Stafford from the Lions, he kicked ass yesterday at 27 points. Had DeMarco Murray really didn't do much at 12 points for me. Now, the two running backs the captain had, Carlos Hyde and C.J. Anderson, they kind of were weak, too. Six and five points each. That kind of sucks. But where he really just beat the living piss out of me was he had the Odell Beckham Jr., who I'm going to talk about in a minute, with 32 whopping points. And he also had my man, 
from the Buffalo Bills. Shady. Shady McCoy with 32 points. Dude, I want him on my team. You're quitting the show. You're leaving soon. We'll talk about that. Like, very soon, actually. We got the, we got the word on that. It's very sad, guys. I'm going to be gone third quarter. But when you leave, can you give me Shady McCoy on my fantasy gimmick? Maybe we could work a trade-out. Come on, bro. I'll give you, uh, you know what I'll give you? I could give you um, Stephon Diggs, the Vikings. <laughs> He's on IR, I think. No, um, <laughs> he's going to get better soon. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I want Shady McCoy, bro. So, yeah, uh, Captain really just, oh, man, Justin Tucker, your kicker from Baltimore, got 11 points. He's been pretty consistent for me. Yeah. Now you're going to brag now, huh? Now you're going to sit here and <laughs> brag about it. I just heard the tone. I did. So there's your uh, fantasy football uh, update for the show here. But anybody else I think we need to discuss, like Seth or Crying Brian, where are these guys are? Uh, Video Brian had a very rough week. Well, his man, Roethlisberger, is going to be out now. So that's a big problem for, for Video Brian because he's a big Steeler guy. And not only that, I think Roethlisberger is his QB. I think so, too. That was top score, nine points. Good for video, video Brian's Brian. top scorer with nine points. I'm so happy for Video Brian that he did the job. <laughs> Crying Brian's just running wild. Yeah, because you know what? He had the first pick in the draft, and I knew there was there was collusion and nepotism going to go down. None of that made sense, but it does. It sounds good for those that don't know what those words mean. It's like, wow, Taz is really well versed. He's angry. <laughs> so, now, uh, speaking of football, by the way, uh, yeah. So the 49ers they played the. Uh, the Buffalo Bills and my Bills won the game 45 to, uh, to 50, I'm sorry, 45 to 16. So very happy for that right there. Colin Kaepernick was back in the saddle, starting for the um, for the 49ers, and uh, you know, he played all right. I mean, for a guy that hasn't played in a while, I thought he did pretty good. But LaShawn McCoy, man, Shady, what up, Joe? No, what up, Shady? Yo, 140 yards, 19 carries, bro, three TDs. Scary moment in the game. I watched the game. Cap, I'm assuming you didn't see the game. I only saw highlights. Did you see when he buckled his knee? I don't know if you saw it. No, that. I did not. His cleat got caught in the turf, and he got hit at the same time. His knee buckled, like, really bad. And he was down. He grabbed his knee. He took his helmet off. Like, oh, no, no. Everybody there in Buffalo, because they were playing home, it was silent. It's kind of like when I walk in the office here. Silence. <laughs> like, oh, God, he's here. Oh, no. Hate this guy. Hey, when did they get rid of that wrestler in the show? <laughs> Is that show canceled yet? You know, no, he's always in there yelling and screaming and screaming. When they get rid of that guy? You know, the old broken down wrestler. Yeah, he does a show. He's a short guy. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> the Daruki guy. <laughs> Daruki guy. When's he gone? So, uh, okay. So, <laughs> so. Shady Turo up. But anyway, he was okay. He came back in after that, that scary moment with his knee. I mean, I was like, oh, God, he's boosting out. It's over. But thank God he was okay, and he came back. Showed his toughness, for sure. My NFC team, the Seattle Seahawks, they were victorious in a really good game, which I watched this also. This is the later game. They beat the Falcons by two. It was 26 for Seahawks, 24 Falcons. Really good game. I enjoyed the game very much. I thought Matt Ryan looked great, the quarterback for the Falcons. Cap, someone must have him in a league. Can you check? I do. There he is. <laughs> there he goes. The captain, Braggadocious Jones. He's got Stratford, and he's got... How many points did he get on the bench for you, dude? I'll check right yeah, now. Check that I, out. I still have three quarterbacks. I try. I forgot. I have Stafford. You have the team I with all the Ryan. quarterbacks. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> I about I have Russell Wilson. 
It's awesome. <laughs> Ryan had 21 points. This is that great chemistry people are going to miss that we have. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is awesome. This is awesome. So, so. <laughs> How many points did he get again, Ryan? Ryan had 21. Too many crickets. Yeah, he looked great, man. He looked great. He was 27 for 42, which doesn't sound like a lot, but he had three touchdowns, like his ratio gimmick. He had 335 yards with three touchdowns, one interception. With three TDs, but he looked good. He looked sharp to me. I don't know what I watched. And that's against a very legit, credible defense in the Seahawks defense, which is just usually on point. So uh, I enjoyed that game. Uh, the Colts and the Texans, I didn't get a chance to watch much of this. This was the night game. So uh, the Texans won in overtime, 26-23. Uh, Brock Lesnar Oswald, the giant quarterback for the uh, Texans, 25-39, 269 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Lamar Miller, the running back for the uh, Texans, he had, he had uh, almost a buck and a half yards, 149, with one touchdown. And Andrew Luck, my QB, he was 21-32, 252 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That's good stuff. The Frank Gore, 22 carries, 106 yards. How about Drew Brees, dude? Uh, New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees set an NFL record with a 16th career, 400-yard game this weekend. That is impressive. Congrats to him. He's one of the all-time greats, a living legend, Drew Brees. Ain't no doubt about it. Showing you that non-guys, guys under six foot can be successful. He's not a giant man. You know that, right? You did not know that. No, I did not. He's I don't not know tall height. at all. He's not tall. I mean, I'm taller than him, but he's not tall. He's like four foot six, the guy. That's incredibly impressive. That he's well, because that. TV now, high def, makes the guys look taller. And he wears a single-digit number. I think he's number nine. So when you wear a single-digit, you look like a giant. You didn't know that? That's inside football right inside there. Inside football. It's opti- optical Jones. Optically. Optically, it throws you up. High def. You need to learn. I'm a TV guy. You're not. No, I'm not. You're a radio. I'm a TV guy. Right? I know TV. Yep. Single digit. That's why everybody knew I wasn't tall. Because I, well, I had the 13 gimmick. I should have had a 3 or a 1 instead of 13. Like, oh, that guy's really tall. Or a 1 on your back and a 3 on the front. Giant man, I would have been. Seriously. They would have thought I was like El Gigante 2. So they would have thought. Better work on that claw hold. Not wrestling fans like, what is he doing? I have no idea what I'm doing right there. <laughs> I just stiffed myself. God, that hurt. Almost broke my voice box. Tripped on my ass neck on my voice box. Slamming bods and beyond. So speaking of Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, sustained an injury to his left knee in a 30-15 to loss to the Dolphins, who absolutely suck, by the way. So the Dolphins. So uh, Roethlisberger reportedly has torn his meniscus and will be undergo surgery today. That sucks. So hopefully he um, gets back rolling here. No timetable for when he's going to come back and play. Tonight, Jets, baby. Jets and Cardinals. Root for my Jets here, my old school Jets, I should say. I'll root for them. I'll root for them in this game. They're not playing the Bills, I'm rooting for them. That's how it goes. Hey, you guys on the phone, I'll get to you. Hang in there. So I think that covers uh, the football talk to a degree. Because I talked a little bit at the top of the tippy top of the show about a basically who could be the most talented football player, wide receiver, namely in the game today. But yet, is he a self centered, immature kid? You know who I'm talking about? You can think of several people. Okay. 
nobody on the show. I'm not talking. I'm talking about the NFL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you thought I meant handsome Johnny? Yeah. I didn't mean him. Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about uh, Odell Beckham, the junior, by the way. Yeah. Look, this kid is amazing. He's 23 years old. Okay, his hands, his feet, his speed, his intensity, his desire to, you know, score, his everything, his fight, his will to win, it's as corny as it sounds. I mean, I don't want to get paid to lose. I want to win. It's not a corny thing. It's legit. The guy has desire and he's dedicated. He's focused, all that. It just, he's amazing. The problem is, you can't be ripping your helmet off, kid. You can't be going crazy on the sideline, and now he's doing this dog and pony show with the net. Any yeah, team? Would he go propose to the net? Or yeah, something he like laid that? down, had the net lay on top of him. Top City Jones, like you know, like the like you know, because he, because he's making, he's mocking himself, mockery. He's mocking himself. A couple weeks ago, when he had a tirade on the sideline and a conniption, and a hissy fit, and he kicked the gimmick or whatever the net, bing, smacked him right back in the face. Oh, jeez, that's what happened. So now he's trying to make, you know, poke fun of himself. Ha, 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 that was funny. Ah, I'm not really uh, mad. At, I'm laughing at it because of what happened. Ha, 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 ha. The net hit me. No, it's so immature of him. It really is. That one joke's fine. Then he's at a press conference and he's going to propose to the net or some crap like that. Like, let it go, kid. Stop. Stop. Stop everything on the side of them. Just stop. 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 Please stop. Play football. When the guy's on the field, he's just a freak of nature. Just play. Stop. Keep your helmet on. I heard reports coming in. I was listening to WFAN. They were saying that he said, Odell Beckham Jr., that he wasn't aware of the rule that you can't take your helmet off. I knew the rule. And I never played in the NFL, and I don't play. I know. You knew the rule. Yeah. Keep your helmet on. It's like an attached show. You got to keep your hat on. Take your hat off, you're gone. Learn that the hard way the first week. <laughs> <laughs> so he's awesome, but he, Odell Beckham Jr., he's very, very immature. He's 23, making millions of dollars in the biggest, most famous city in the world. And he's tearing it up. One hand catch Jones, catches with a pinky, puts his foot up, catches it. Turn around with his back and his shoulder blades. He'll catch the ball there. Guy's a freak. Velcro Jones. I mean, he can catch anything. You gotta, you can't be self-centered. And then it's interesting. The head coach, Mac Adu, which might have the quite possibly the silliest ass name in the history of the NFL. Coach McAdoo, how can I take you serious when your name is McAdoo? Hey, Coach Mac. What do we call me Coach Mac? Oh, why should I call you Coach Mac? Because your name is stupid. No disrespect to anybody listening to watch with the last name McAdoo. Or first name for some reason. <laughs> McAdoo Mac. <laughs> McAdoo Miller. McAdoo Jones. McAdoo Jones. <laughs> so Coach McAdoo, they, they talked, well, Odell, he's a passionate young man, and he's a great player. Yeah, and reprimand him. Yell at him. Say something to him. Don't let him run amok. Getting your penalties and hurting the team. For stupid, self-centered stuff. About the team, son. Tell him, McAdoos. Tell him. Then you look at my arch rival, Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. 
guys are gonna hate on the Patriots again. No, I'm actually not gonna hate on the Patriots. I'm not gonna hate on the Patriots. I'm actually gonna put them over. Because in the past, I've praised their coaching staff. They're two coordinators. Matt Patricia. What is it from saying? Matt Patricia. The offensive coordinator, uh, Jimmy Hogan. That's not even his name, by the way. It is now. I just drew a blank. Get me his name. And the head coach, Bill Belichick. They do a great job. But the thing why I'm bringing up Bill Belichick, as I'm talking about Odell Beckham Jr., it's because you got it. Josh McDaniels? Yes. No one GTS is like you, bro. I'm going to miss that. If Robbie the Viking gets the job, it'll take it forever. You got those big-ass sausage fingers. <laughs> Look. <laughs> You're saying, you're saying I Google faster than uh, the KFJ? Actually, yes. Oh, KFJ. He, I don't even think he knows how to work Google. <laughs> All he does is fire off emails bossing people around. Right? Doesn't he? Seriously. <laughs> he's been all over you lately. We'll get into that later. <laughs> all over you. Then that you're leaving, he's picking on you. It's bad. It's bad. No, but what I'm trying to tell you guys is, tell you guys is about Belichick. Yo, check it out. The giant man. Gronkowski, the Gronk. You know, he had a good game, of course. His boy Brady's back. Ha ha, everything's great. Okay, awesome. So, but there was a little bit of, uh, a little fighting. A little, uh, boys will be boys with the Bengals. There was some tension. And they got, they got a little chippy, as some would call it. And what happens is Gronk got in some trouble, got a penalty or whatever. Right away, dude, Belichick is on the sideline reading the riot act, looking up to him, by the way. It was pretty funny. And I'll tell you what, Gronk, Gronk's huge. And he cut a promo on him. And he told him, you can't do that, bro. It's about the team. And then Gronk in a press conference, high road Jones, apologized, said I should have did that. You know, that's how you run a disciplined group. Not like McAdoosh. You don't do that. Oh, he's a great young man. He's passionate. No, he's a self-centered, entitled, ultra-talented kid. That's what he is. And you, McAdoosh, you got to keep in line. The belly check. All over Gronk. Did you see what I'm talking about? No, I didn't. Of course you didn't. You're too busy kicking my ass in fake football, Jones. <laughs> yes. That's what you're busy doing. So that's it. Anyway, so I made friends with, let's think, Giant fans, right? Uh, Dolphin fans, I definitely made fan, friends with them. Just one quick line about them. I said they sucked. Mm. The McAdoo's of the world? Yeah, his fans just... The entire family. If your name is McAdoo, don't you fear that someone's going to call you McAdoo? I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'll get to you guys on the phone in a minute. I want to make sure I handle the house cleaning. Uh, I think I did. Let me double check. Hang on. So let's see. So I got the, yeah, this. I'm going to talk a little TNA woes in a little bit. I did that. I'm going to give you a page update. We're going to do Facebook Live later. Okay, I'm good. Yep, got it. Okay. So what the hell was that in my ear, bro? <laughs> Uh, the captain, uh, yeah, his powder, meaning he's gone, is going to take place the week of August, uh, August, <laughs> or the week of um, November 11th. The week of November 7th. Oh, my God. You're going to quit even quicker now? <laughs> Dude, I thought it said 11th. November 7th, because that week, the Monday is the 7th. The 11th is a Friday. Man, you can't wait. You're counting down <laughs> days. Giddy Jones, I walked in earlier. I walked in earlier, and they didn't know I was here, the crew here. And I hear uh, just the captain is laughing in some other room with someone. It was like 5 in the morning. He's like, yeah, ha, ha. He's laughing. I, I'm like, oh, man, was the captain drunk? Like, oh, you were just so happy running around there. Like, it's so, like, some, like some little guy is behind you with a feather tickling the cheeks of your ass. <laughs> yeah, you can't wait. 
Mm-mm-mm. It's exciting, right? Oh, I'm thrilled. No, you really are, you lying bastard. <laughs> but yeah, we should give a Robbie the Viking update, too. Yeah. Robbie will be back that week. Yeah, if I decide. We'll see. Robbie the Viking. If that is his real name. I'm, I'm starting to doubt the Robbie part. <sighs> <laughs> Look, Robbie knows his wrestling. Right? He does. He knows his sports, too. He knows his, actually, he knows his sports very well. And he obviously sings like the Dickens. We know this. Multiple languages. And, and I'm good with all that. He, and technically, you've been working a little bit. This board, maybe you could bring people behind the scenes, Jones. This board, this whole setup's a, little, a lot different than what he's used to working at, at WFAN and Interesting Radio, right? Yeah, they got more broadcast stuff. This is more recording stuff. Okay, cool. Got it. So you dummied it down pretty good for me there. Thank you. <laughs> so so he's just trying to get used to how to work this. So yeah. this, basically you're saying this role is beneath him. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, here's my problem with Robbie. I, no, I don't want anyone to tell him this because he's not. What you, <laughs> we'll keep it between us. <laughs> this is going to inspire him to come and, and work in the Taz show. He didn't get the job yet. He, he, look, he's close. It's Dangle City here with him. The problem with him is he's friggin' tall. Like, really, really tall. And I really don't like people that are that tall. I don't. Because you know why? I know they think I'm that short. And I have a Napoleonic cons- uh, complex, is it, right? One of those? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I got the hand in the jacket like Napoleon. Uh. <laughs> hey, Robbie, I got to do a show like this. Hey, Robert the Viking, uh, he's the producer and a Taz. You Remember? did so well stopping that. Because I know when, when I first started here, you, you do that all day. The hand. Yeah. People throw around at Napoleon Complex to people that are under five foot three all the time. I'm not under five three. But um, because, you know, no one talks about Napoleon used to hide his hand. Yeah, I think I, the story behind that was he had an ulcer. No. The story was he used to scratch his ass all the time and his hand <laughs> smelled assy. So he wanted to hide it. That's the truth. <laughs> he didn't have no ulcer. You break. So that, that's, that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, Robbie the Viking, he's not here this week for those that are wondering. Yeah, Robbie the Viking, uh, not here this week. Oh, Captain, that's unnecessary. That's really, come on, bud. Be professional. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I'm just too giddy this morning. <laughs> so, the, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Robbie the Viking, not here this week. Already the guy said, no, I need a week off. The guy, <laughs> the guy was shadowing the show for a week and a half, and he already needs a break. From me and the show. Handsome Johnny hates the guy. Hates him. He said he has terrible rhythm. Well, yeah, I think because of the way he dresses, too. Like, Handsome Johnny, you know, he's very fancy Dan. I got to go to break in a second. I'm late to break. He's very fancy. You know, you get the Handsome Johnny. Looks like he just got off the cover of, you know, a Ralph Lauren catalog. Or like a Vinyan Vines book. And then you got, uh, you know, Robbie the Viking. Big Rob Viking. Viking Rob, there's a million ways to say his name. I got to pick one. He you looks like have, you don't have to pick one. He looks like he was on a cover like Field and Stream, or Stream and Field, or John Deere or Us. Totally different uh, world. How do you think that? Uh, before I go to break, how do you think that Robbie, if if he gets the job, you think he'll be okay at this? You know how this show works. I think he'll do well. No one cares. All right, great. All right, we'll be right back here on the Taz Show. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, all right, all right. Yep, Monday edition, Taz Show. We'll <clears throat> have Indy Indies coming up here shortly with Diana Perrazzo. Yes, she'll be on via Skype. 
It's always great having Diana on, I believe. In the rotation, Veda Scott was supposed to be on, but Veda, I believe, is en route. Possibly Japan, I believe. I think so. I think so. Yeah, there was some kind of scheduling conflict. Well, I got to talk to Veda. That's no excuse. Uh, let's be honest. Um, this day and age, you can Skype from a plane 30,000 feet in the air, especially an international jet. So I got to talk to Veda about this. I'm, a little, I mean, I'm happy that, that Dana was able, uh, Dana, how am I doing? That Diana was able to pinch hit coming here on the show. Don't get me wrong, I am. But you got to do your job here, Veda, okay? You got to do your job. I don't care that you're flying Japan. It's no excuse. None. Nine. No excuse. No. Delete. Delete. I'm obviously kidding. You know how I am. Even though apparently it's National Boss Day. Handsome Johnny walked in and goes, Happy National Boss Day, Taz. And then he flipped me off and walked away. I'm not his boss. I'm actually technically none of you guys' bosses, but I am. That sums it up. Yeah. I don't pay you. They pay you. I'm lucky I get paid. You freaking little peanuts, they pay me. Probably got a little jobs on the weekend, delivering papers. The empanada stand. I work the empanada stand. Doing personal appearances now for 100 bucks an appearance. Six hours signing autographs. Here's your 100 bucks. Thank you, sir. Johnny asked if you need help with the empanada stand. <laughs> Johnny's a whole nother story. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> so I, I told you guys, uh, I was going to give you an update. We're going to talk a little about Paige's uh, injury and all this stuff. And so Alberto uh, El Patron, my friend here, Alberto, he um, went on uh, Twitter a couple days ago. And he said, hmm, interesting. And they say she's not hurt. And I guess she, he's obviously talking about WWE. And it's a screenshot of, I, look, it must be the doctor had sent this to, I would assume, Paige, right? This makes sense. And I'll quote, it says, uh, do we have, to, we have a picture of this? Or no? uh, I'll Brian just read it. Brian does. You could read it too, though. Okay, so you can fly it up, Brian, if you have it. So people that are watching the video might want to see it. Take your time, Brian. No rush. What's my Some technical problems. Oh, yeah. So I'll just read it. Uh, you have a disc herniation at C6, C7, pushing on the exit of the C7 nerve root and causing all your side upper extremity pain and some of your neck pain. Also, you have a lot of wear and tear for your age. Well, I, a lot of us have this issue. She's a young girl, though. And she's not a big, heavy girl or person, so that does have something to do with it. There's less wear and tear on her because she's lighter weight. But the thing is, like, I see what the doctor's saying here. So, I mean, it's obviously WWE doctors are basically saying what it is, Captain, that she's, she's not her, she don't need neck surgery. The WWE side, yeah, they're saying that Paige does not need the surgery. Yeah, so, hey, look, it's, I guess, doctors' different opinions. You know, some think, obviously, Paige's, Paige's doctor thinks she does. So, you know, <clears throat> um, I, look, I don't know what's going on with that, with the whole injury thing. I know when I was in WWE, if you got hurt, in the ring especially, they took care of it. Took care of everything with me. But apparently, from what I'm hearing from a lot of sources, that's a little bit different now. You know, if you get hurt, you know, take care of it. But it's like they don't, I guess they go, they're making you go through a lot of loopholes and all different doctors and tests and all this to make sure. You know, and it goes back to the topic no one wants to talk about. 
and 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 what I talk about sometimes that's about union possibility of unionizing pro wrestling. You know, if there was a union and this girl is injured, there's there's none of this. She's gonna they're gonna fix her. There's no well. This doctor said this. This doctor said that. No, nah, you, you look. You know, I mean, why is someone gonna lie to have neck surgery, which is potentially obviously very dangerous? Why why would somebody lie about that? Like I, I'm just saying, I'm a little confused on that. I don't, you know, I don't I don't know all of the moving parts behind the scenes and all that. At the end of the day, it's none of my business, but I'm giving my critique and my opinion on it. So that that's. The reason why I'm talking about it, it's just and it's news. So let's be, you know, I don't do news, but sometimes I do. Hey, uh, Jason in Chicago, you're on the Taz show. Jason, 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 Chicago, Jason. Okay, thanks for coming. <clears throat> That's what happens. I don't know what to tell you, Kevin from Los Angeles. You're on the Taz show. Hey, what's going on, Taz? How you doing? How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm good to go. Just a little bit. Uh little bit on the downside of things because uh, Captain's leaving. I just want to call real quick, put you guys over, especially Cap Man. You know, you guys for the last several months, man. It's like whenever I'm at work, as you, I know it's been a long time since I called. I'm in law enforcement. Whenever I put you guys on podcast edition, it's like I got you guys right there, riding along in the car with me, man. That's cool. The jocularity, sophomoreism, I love it. I'm gonna miss, especially when Cap. You're just really great, man, with everything that you guys are doing. Cap, I just wish you the best in everything that you do from here on forward, and you will be missed at the show. Thank you, I'm going to listen, but it's not going to be the same, and you're going to be missed, man. You're well, really when he leaves, Kevin, what I'm going to do when he leaves, I'm, I'm, I'm very upset over this. And Initially, I was angry, and, and now I'm really upset. I'm scared. And so when he leaves, I'm going to tackle him. I'm going to force him to stay. I'm going to tie him down to the chair. Is that illegal? If I do that, Kevin, you're in law enforcement. If I if I just beat him unconscious to stay in the chair, that's not legal, right? I didn't see nothing. I didn't hear nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever happens, happens. Uh, you got to do. Sometimes you got to beat a man down. You know what I mean? But you didn't say that I did. So what's going on, buddy? Hey, I just want to ask you guys right quick. You know, seeing that we're on the pond, we're coming upon the first ever women's Hell in a Cell match. Hopefully, we'll have some more later on in the future. But how far off? Do you think we're we are from having possibly women's first ever Royal Rumble to determine a number one contender for respective women's titles for each show for Raw and SmackDown going into WrestleMania, and also a first ever women's Money in the Bank ladder match? I say do it all. You know, I do. I mean, I, you know, I know some people are a little bit <clears throat> from the industry. They're not crazy about um, about that. There's a woman Hell in a Cell match, and I believe actually Eric Bischoff made some comments that. In his opinion, he don't think it's a good idea because of the dangers of it. And I get what he's saying. I respect his opinion. I do. He's earned that for sure. And, and I see what he's saying because the, the structure's so tall and God forbid one of those girls take a bump. I know, but it's the same dangers that, that, that men are in. <clears throat> and, you know, I know men are a little big, obviously bigger and stronger than women. It's just the way the structure of the, not the par- not to stereotype all men and women, but, you know, for the most part, we are bigger than women. And I, I get it, um, but I think that we're at a point in the business um, where it's okay. It's okay to do this as long as you do the match the right way. Kevin, thank you for calling from Los Angeles. I, I think I don't think we're that far away from doing a Royal Rumble War women. I don't, I don't think so at all. A ladder match and all that. No. I, I, it, they obviously want to put the females on the same level as they are men, and they should. And we've seen this for the past couple of years. You know, it's, it's no more just eye candy. It, that's how, as you guys know, some of you newer fans that aren't used to my show, <clears throat> I've talked about that a lot. You know, where it's, um, 
for so long, you know, women in the business were just looked at as, as TNA. And, you know, I don't mean the wrestling company TNA. And, you know, and that's how they were looked at. Just as eye candy and all that stuff. Now, they're obviously still very attractive and all that stuff, and, and, but they're, they're pushed for their athleticism, their promo ability, their wrestling and working ability. That's how these girls are pushed now. Not just by the way they look. And uh, I think that's great for the industry as a whole. Because it's not just WWE doing that. I think they were inspired a lot by a lot of what the independent wrestling companies are doing. You know, if I remember, I will talk to Diana about that when she comes out in a little while. She's a perfect person to speak to about that. I don't, know if I've ever spo- I don't know if I've ever spoken to her about that. I think I've spoken on there to Vader. Not, was it Vader or was it? What a, um, I think usually when Diana comes on, you rip the Patriots. Yes, I do do that. Oh, now Brady's back. She's going to be all cocky. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Brady's back and he's doing good. She's going to be. I forgot about that. Oh, no. I don't need this. <laughs> she, she's going to. She, I guarantee you she's wearing a wear like a Tom Brady shirt. Picture of Tom Brady smiling with that stupid sweater he wore in that stupid press conference. Looked like he was five years old. Who wears horizontal striped sweaters? sweater with cream-colored stripes? I think Johnny does sometimes. He's got more money than God. Usually wearing fancy dance sports jackets. Oh, Deanna's going to probably wear the same sweater that he wore. Copy to Brady. But I digress. But women have um, come such a long way. And like I said, I think independent wrestling is a big part of that. And into Ring of Honor and stuff, into TNA and stuff. And I really do. To accentuate the... Uh, look, when I was a... a SmackDown color commentator doing that. Hey, there's SmackDown. I mean, I used to hate doing that. A lot of us did. We hated that stuff. Like, with the, the, the way they would portray female wrestlers. And then they went to the whole thing, a diva, a wrestling diva in WWE, and this is what they wanted us to sell. It's a combination of beauty, uh, brawn, and brains. You know, yeah, but meanwhile, you got these girls running around half naked playing grab ass with each other. You know, and they're not really in the ring. You don't give them a lot of time. You give them one segment. That's how it was. It's It really wasn't good. So female wrestling has come a very, very long way over the past couple of years in a good way towards the positive. So to Kevin's question slash point, I don't think we're that far at all from, uh, you know, seeing more of these type of specialty matches from Hell in a Cell, ladder matches or whatever, you know. Um, Money in the bank would definitely be a lot of fun to watch. Yep, yep, yep. You know, I, I, I gotta tell you, I think like, look, obviously, uh, the bulk of professional wrestling fans are men. Not all, you know, but the bulk. I don't know the percentage. I'm sure there's been focus groups and companies that have figured this hard out and all that jazz. But I'm just saying, like, it, it's it's a deal where um, it, it's it's I don't I don't think men are comfortable. Watching, if you see, God forbid, you know, whatever, like Sasha Banks or something, fall, take a bump off a cage that's really high, like a cell, not just a cage. I think a lot of the bulk of the audience, men, would cringe in a bad way. Like, oh, God, because you know that a woman's body is more fragile, for the most part, than men. And I, I, I you know, I, I would cringe, too. As a, I will if if that happens. I just hope, would hope she would be okay. But the you know, the way you structure a match, these two girls can still go in a cage, and 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 we've seen it with guys. 
where you don't have to take a bump off the top of the freaking cell. You don't. I know the bar was set high with hell in the cells. I know that. But as we talked about the other day, they're kind of worn, watering this thing down right or wrong, Cap. The, the hell in the cell thing. Doing a bunch of them, aren't they? They're doing three this year. That's insane. It's a lot. That's a lot. Seriously. It's too much. Talk about the other day. So, like, you can't expect your talent to go and just throw themselves the top off the cage. Don't give it to male or female. And I really doubt that WWE is going to ask people to do that. So, uh, anyway. David Lane on the Twitter, at David V. Lane, says, The second a girl accidentally gets color, we'll be back to watching bra and panty matches. I, I, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's true. I get what he's saying. I do. He's saying that the company will cringe. You know, I, I am assuming that's what he's saying, that the company would cringe or they'd freak. Or, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Because if you're getting color, that means the company knows you got color. So if you're going to use entire, inside terms, you know, not just David, other people. Now, if she gets hard weighed, okay, but you get hard weighed in a regular match. It's happened a few times. It happens, yes, it happens. So I don't agree with David. He has he's entitled to his opinion that, and I thought it was an interesting tweet by him. That's why I read it. Thank you, David, for for that right there. But you know, um, so you know, I I don't um, I don't I I don't think guys are like you're a guy, right? Do you're a fan? I mean, when you see chicks take a nasty big big bump, is it different than seeing when a guy does? Well, it? I mean, I'll cringe if I see a guy falling off the top of a hell in a cell or something like that. Yeah, I usually laugh. So. No, no, I'm joking. I'm teasing. Uh, no, no, I understand what you're saying. Um, it, it, it's just, it is cringeworthy. I, it would be, I should say, to see if a smaller frame girl. Now, Charlotte's a bigger girl, bigger, muscular, thicker body, but still, she's a female. We'll see. We'll see how they structure the match. Hell in the cells have been dangerous, and most of the men that go in know how dangerous they are. Because you got to be careful where the bar's at and what you're going to do with that bar and how high you're going to go to reach that bar or if you're even going to bother because you don't have to bother, to be honest, in my opinion. David from Scotland, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, Taz. How are you, sir? I'm good, thanks. Yourself? What's good, buddy? What's going on, man? Um, I've just got a, a kind of question about Dolph Ziggler and then a kind of fantasy booking. Yes, Dolph Ziggler, what's up? Um, in, in your opinion, do you think he's going to be... Underutilized. Uh, I think uh, he's. I'm sorry. Yeah, continue. I just think you know, he's wrestling wise, he's one of the top top talents, and I think promo wise, he's getting he's getting really really good lately. Well, I think he's always been good, bro. They're just letting him talk more. You know what I mean? So you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think a guy with his experience, just to kind of smarten you up a little bit, bro. Like Dave, like you yeah. know, the thing is, like guy with his experience and and at the highest level for so long. He's always been able to cut promos like that. They just haven't given him that much time on the mic. You know what I mean? For the most part. Uh, as far as him being underutilized, I, I agree. But I do think that that's kind of ended now because they've this build-up for the IC Championship with him and Miz. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. They gave it tons of time on SmackDown and uh, the, the angle. And then he ends up you know, becoming the victor and, and the new IC champ. So, you know. Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought that was the best match of the pay-per-view, in, in yeah. my opinion, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, but I, I hear you. I mean, a lot of people are big fans of Dolph Ziggler. Thank you for calling, David from Scotland. Big fans of it, and they, and they want that. You know, Cap, you agree with what I'm saying? Like, about the, with the IC Championship angle and the way they did it. I think they did an all right job. I. You don't think they did a good job? I would have rather Miz won because I mean, 
a retirement match doesn't necessarily mean the guy's gone. You know, he can always come back. I think it would have given Miz even more heat. Well, hold on. And then How had Ziggler. That, That's a tough thing. I know it doesn't mean he's always just gone. But if yeah, he, yeah. You're saying what Miz, like if he would have lose, the stip was if he lost. Not if Miz, Ziggler I'm sorry, lost. Ziggler. Ziggler. Yeah. If Ziggler lost, he had to be gone. Yeah. yeah well, it's hard to come. It's, you got to keep him off TV like for a long time. Yeah. I mean, who, or, who, who, I mean, you could do the old school deal where he comes back with a mask on. You could have done that. That's true. Like the, the, the Midnight Rider gimmick and all that. Yeah. I mean, they've done zanier stuff, that's for sure. I just, um, I like that he won it. I think Miz elevated the championship. I think Ziggler will elevate it and keep it elevated. You got two credible guys, right? I mean. Oh, no, they're both great. Ziggler didn't win the match like, uh, you know, Jabba Fish and Rod Roll. No, no, no. It was, they threw everything at Ziggler. I mean, even the Spears squad came out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he won, yeah. you know, yeah. so. That's true, baby face. I think I, I I like that that booking. You know, I do. I really do. I think it's all good. Uh, so we have, like I said, Deanna Perazzo coming up in a little while with Indie Indies. Uh, Got to give you guys a raw preview. I know that. I think I'm going to do that maybe towards uh, towards the second hour in the uh, in the gimmick Schnabitz in the what do you call it uh, the fourth quarter city with the Facebook Live. There was other uh, wrestling news I wanted to talk about with TNA. I said the TNA woes continue. Well. TNA reportedly uh, owes $3.4 million to Aerolux, okay, the parent company of the Fight Network. Well, no, Aerolux. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Anthem, the fair, uh, my, my bad. Aerolux, Anthem, which is the parent company of Fight Network, just, you know, and uh, MCC Acquisitions. So what is, what is uh, so they owe everyone, that's a lot of money. That's the amount of money owed to all three of those parties. Right. So I didn't know Anthem was in that, too. Wow, that's heavy. So, um... And it appears that MCA, MCC, I should say, Acquisitions, was who funded TNA's last set of television tapers, as well as Bound for Glory 2016. So they also, uh, the state of Tennessee issued a tax lien against TNA on September 8th for, over, for overpaid, over-unpaid taxes. Wow. It just keeps getting worse. It sucks. Man, it's just really, you know. Sucks. I mean, I, I've had people say to me, man, you, thank God you got out of there when you did, all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. But you know, I have a lot of people I respect that still work there. And just had Jeremy Borash here in the studio the other day. And you know, a guy like Jeremy, he's going to be fine. He's doing a lot of big stuff. He's got a lot, a lot of stuff going on. So, And uh, you got to watch your back if you're there because of all the stuff that's going on. But there's a lot of talented people, not just wrestlers. And there are several guys uh, that I'm good friends with there that I, I don't want to see this happen to them. Personally, you know, so it's um, it's a lot. Of, now they put a bunch of tapings, obviously, in the can, so they have enough programming for their, you know, for their show. But like, what happens in the new year, right? Because I think they taped enough to get them close towards the end of the year, right? I think that's what I had heard. Yeah, I mean, they they taped a, that whole week a couple of weeks ago, like every day. So it's like, whew. now uh, TNA, I, you know, knowing them, like I know them. They're not going to hem down their current talent and say, okay, look, we just did a bunch of tapings. They're all in the can. You can't go wrestle for anybody else. You can't go do this. They're not going to do that. That I can tell you. They're not like that. They're going to let you go out and work and do your thing and work independence, do appearances. You probably can't do anyone's TV. That's the only thing. Because they, they don't want a conflict if you're on their TV and, their, and the other TV, and that's usually how most contracts go. So you can't do that. Um, 
I don't know. I, 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 it's, I feel like this has been going on forever. That TNA is going to fall. But now there's all this money stuff. People are a whole different. They're, they're borrowing money from everybody. And all this stuff. It sucks what's happening. It sucks. It really sucks. I mean, I, you know. So, you know, v- Vince McMahon, he's probably just waiting to see what happens here. And then he can just go in and scoop up and, and buy that library when they need some money. Vince McMahon, he got $3.4 million. He can spend that, spend that on dinner. Got in his change jar, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> $3.4 million. Kidding me? Spends that on gas. On his cars. I mean his car. Um, I was reading about how uh, in Tennessee, say another company came in and bought TNA, yeah. the debt would carry over to whoever bought sense. them too. That makes sense. So. The volunteer state. They ain't volunteering giving you no money. Uh-uh. Yes. Volunteer my ass. They want their money. I don't blame them. This is going to end badly. I hope I'm wrong, but it's going to. Not the show. I meant the. I meant, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I meant the, uh, the TNA situation. I hope I'm wrong. I'm really, really. Hey, how about Lucha Underground, man? Lucha Underground announced three live events being held in the southwest United States in the next few weeks, over the next few weeks. Uh, on October 23rd in Phoenix, October 30th in Houston, and, and November 5th in San Diego. So that's great to do those shows in that area, um, uh, in those areas, I should say. And it's just interesting to see that they're, they're going out there and delving in, uh, you know, in the live event thing. I didn't think I'd see this. I think they've done a little bit in the past, maybe a little. I remember hearing some rumors about setting up more live events for the future. The good thing, the reason why you want to do this is as a wrestling company is because then if you're making enough money and you could, your talent's under contract, you could pay them to avoid them going to work elsewhere. That's why, speaking of TNA, when I was in TNA and they started killing those house shows and I wasn't working because I was an announcer, but that was like a big problem. I was like, oh my God, what are the boys going to do? Was, you know, in WWE and all this stuff, all these companies, most of the times the boys make their money at live events when they get paid for those, those to wrestle at those events. That's where the bulk of your money comes from. So, you know, this is a good way for Lucha Underground to basically, I think, you know, lock down their guys and girls to kind of work mostly just for them. I would assume that's what they're doing. And also, I just think it shows that they're, they're, they're growing slowly. They're doing it smart, Lucha Underground. They, they, really, they have a lot of money behind them. They have a whole network, El Rey network behind them. Robert Rodriguez and all this stuff, you know. So it's... It's a great business model they have there, and they have a great brand and stuff like that. So we've had Vampiro on Friday, commentated from there. We've had, uh, you know, uh, DJ on, the writer, from SmackDown and from Lucha Underground. So we support them. And, of course, you know, who we had on. We didn't have her on via Skype, though, right? No, I think it was over the phone, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, a it was over the phone, yes, right? Yes, yes. There was so much Skype here and there. I forget what we do and what we don't do. It gets tough, too, when since we're on the East Coast, everyone with Lucha's on the West Coast. Right, it does get tough. And Carly Perez, when she was on, you know, who's Katrina, by the way, on, uh, on Lucha Underground, if you didn't know, she was like, she had to stay awake. She was in the West Coast, I believe, when she did the yes. show. And it was like she had to keep herself awake. We had the other the other guy who's allegedly Matanza. We weren't sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. My bad. My <laughs> allegedly. man. Allegedly. He's allegedly Matanza. I forgot about uh, him. And, I, and and 
Because we've and lately there's been guest City Jones here on the show, and it throws me off. Allegedly Matanza. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to be like an issue. Like when, we were, when I had him on the show, I'm, you know, and I'm busy putting over his work rate, you know, because uh, uh, Matanza that is. Let's just call him Matanza. <laughs> Keep things safe. He's, he's great. So, uh, and then uh, he was saying, uh, his real name's not Jeff Cobb, just so you know. When he was saying, allegedly, it's I'm Matanza, that type of thing. It was hilarious. All right, I got to go to break, guys. Other side of break, we will do Indian Indies. Oh, we're not doing that next segment, though. No, fourth quarter. Facebook Live. I'll deal with some of you jobbers on Facebook Live. Or you can call the show, too. You can do that if you like. But uh, break time here on the Taz Show. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here at the Taz Show. One hour down, another hour to go. It's uh, a Monday edition of the show. So we're going to have Diana Perrazzo on Indie Indies. She'll be here via Skype. Leave her on Facebook Live right now. Thanks to everybody. Jumping on the show on Facebook. I'll interact with you guys shortly. If you want to go, if you're listening maybe or watching at TazShow.com, you can go to Facebook Live. Wait a minute. Facebook.com, my bad, slash the Taz Show, Gimmick Schnabitz. Or you can call the show, too, 866-475-2948, 866-475-2948. Once I have Deanna on in about 30 minutes, I'm not going to take any calls. It's just the way it goes. So I was looking here. It says um, apparently something with, uh, you know, Mick Foley says he's going to take a break from Twitter after a fan releases some private messages between the two, and, you know, I don't know the details on it, to be honest, right this second, but I, I will say this much, you know, I understand that. I don't know what the messages were and all that jazz, but I could say this much here. I don't blame Mick. Taking a break from Twitter sometimes is something that needs to happen, and because it's, um, if you do it the right way like Mick does or whatever, I try to do too. You know, what happens is you get, you, you get some people that build a comfortability with you at times, and you don't even know these people. And it gets to a point where it's like people think your Twitter is a Q&A or they think that they're, you know, they're, they, they build an entitlement sometimes. And this, this is people behind a Twitter account. And it's, I'm not knocking folks. I'm just being honest. Like it's, it's so someone like Mick, who's a celebrity, who's in the public eye, who has a lot of followers and all that, who's on TV all the time. You know, it gets to a point where it's like you just you don't want to deal with this. You've had a plethora of success before Twitter was in your life. I know that feeling, too. (laughs) So it gets to a point where you just don't want to, you know, you you don't want to deal with it. So, you know, and I respect Mick, and I I think that, um, you know, for something like that to happen, whatever it was that happened, I think it sucks. I mean, you know, I I believe in, too, like, I'm not saying Mick did this, but sometimes if you tweet something, you got to, like, you know, if you are someone in the public eye, you know, a lot of eyes and ears see that. So you got to watch what you tweet to. You can't be that outlandish and cut promos on people and stuff. And, you know, um, it's like, you know, uh, I remember the other day on Friday, just coming to think of Twitter. Like I was looking, um, I had Jeremy Borash here, right to my right, live on the show, you know, from TNA, you know, and and, and my homeboy, my, my paisan, my guy, you know, Joey Styles. Oh my God! Joey tweeted, hey, Jeremy Borash is in New York City. Uh, with Taz on the TazShow.com with a question mark. 
Jeremy Barash is in New York City with Taz on Taz.com. And he said, will he address the Impact Wrestling Rumors, Impact Wrestling Rumors, uh, and he also, Joey also tagged Dixie and Billy Corgan, you know? Uh, Dixie versus Billy Corgan, that's how I put it. And, and you know, I, I tweeted back at Joe, and I said, you know... Joey JoJo! I said, yeah, you know, Joe, we touched on it, we did, Jeremy and I, and... And I'm paraphrasing now. Joey says something like, "Well, did he, on Twitter, like, did he did he answer the question, or did he dodge the question?" Again, I'm paraphrasing here. And I said, "Again, this is all public because Joe did it public, so I got to go public, you know." And I'm like, "Dude, I'm not gonna make my guest feel uncomfortable, no matter if he's on Skype, on the phone, or sitting right next to me. I don't I don't do that kind of show." Well, then someone said, "Well, then you don't get to the root of the issue." You don't get to the bottom of the hard questions yet. Well, you know what? I've said that from jump on this show. If you're looking for this show, I, I used to joke around all the time, Captain. You heard it. I mean, Seth heard it. I, when I have guests on, I ask them the easy questions. That's my gimmick. Yeah, you don't want to put anyone in the spot. No, I don't. That's not my style. I don't do a show like that. Taz is trending. Oh, trending. Trending, trending. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Yes, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you for trending the show and trending worldwide. Thank you, Fassi. It's all because of me, ladies and gentlemen. No one else. Me, me, me. It's all because of me. Stop. Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? So anyway, now thanks to the audience for getting out there on the social media as I bury Twitter. <laughs> and on, we're trending on Twitter. So anyway... No, what I'm saying is, I don't. I, that's not the show. Like this show is not gonna. I don't do it. So if that, if you don't, if you want someone to be a reporter and get to the root of the issue and ask and make people feel uncomfortable and ask them the hard questions, this this is not CNN, dude. Okay, I'm not. I'm not like Fox News breaking. I'm not, you know, Matt Lauer on the Today Show going to press. I, whatever, whoever presses people. I'm not. You know, I'm not. That's not what I do. This is a variety show, an entertainment show with insight, fun, jocularity. Fiction, loads of fiction. Loads of fake-ass stuff. Fake-ass mother effer. You fake-ass mother effer. Oh, yeah. That's what the show is. But I'm going to give you insight. I'm going to break it down for you. I'm not going to insult you as a hardcore fan or a casual fan. I'm also not going to press someone that doesn't have those answers. Jeremy Borash, he's been with TNA. He helped come up with the company's concept on a fishing trip. With Bob Ryder and Jeff Jarrett. We know that. Jeremy and I talked about it on the air. I'm sure he knows more than he said on my show. But of course he's got to take the high road. What am I going to do? Am I going to press him? Like, come on, Jeremy. I know. Let's talk about this lawsuit. I want to know what's going on. And Jeremy contacted me to jump on the show. He was in New York. So now I can't make the guy feel uncomfortable. I wouldn't do that to anyone. When I had John Gaborik on the show. I pressed him a little bit. On the whole thing, you moved from Tuesday nights to Thursday and all that stuff. I did because it's a different story. John came on my show. He's a front office guy, and that was a very topical thing. Now, when JB came on the show, Jeremy Borash, this thing just broke down where, okay, now Billy Corgan is suing Dixie Carter and TNA and all this stuff. So I get Joe's point. Joey's point. I do. I do get Joey's point. Joey JoJo! I get it loud and clear. One of my close friends in the business... You know, has said to me more than once, why don't you ask the hard questions? Dude, you gotta, because that's not the show. There are plenty of other reporters that will go do those shows 
and that will do that to talent. And you know what happens? Those talents go on that show once. You know how I know this? I've been there. <laughs> so you, you don't do that. I, you know, you can't. So that's the thing. I, I'm not. Well, you're throwing people softballs. So yes, I am. Yes. I, as many softballs as I have, I will throw my guest. I will protect my guest. I will. I appreciate my guest. And I don't do guests a lot. This is not a guest-driven show. I just had about 9,000 guests last week. I know that. You're contradicting yourself. Yes. Contradicting Jones. But I understand Joey's point. I do. I'm what am I going to do? Come on, JB. Tell the truth. Come on. What? What? How much does? How much does Billy hate Dixie? Tell me. Tell me, JB. Come on. What, hey, come on. Tell me what Dixie said about JB. I want to know about 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 Billy. I want to know. What do they really think about Arrow Lux? Tell me the truth. Tell me. Tell me what the talent's really saying. That they all hate Dixie and they want to quit. Is that what they're saying? Come on. She's counting me down. I'm not doing that. I don't care if you're on the phone, the Skype gimmick, here, if you're a guest via text. I don't care what you're doing. I'm not doing that. Sorry. Oh, my God! Well, Joey's mad at me now. <laughs> he's probably mad at me. You think he's mad at me? Give it five minutes. We'll see you on Twitter. Dude, he's one of my only friends, and I, and I hope he's not mad at me, but, you know, Joey knows how I am. He's probably mad at me. Yeah. Y- you might have to wake him up one of these days to find out. You think he's mad at me? Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I hope he's not mad at me. I didn't say, did I say anything bad about him? No, I don't think so. No, no don't be disingenuous, you fake. I don't think you said anything bad. Just because you were a little critical of uh, the approach Joey used doesn't mean it was bad. I love Joey. He's my old friend. Well, he was. Oh, oh did he block you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I got Jericho blocking me and the Joey Styles. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. And now I'm hacking him. What the hell? <laughs> oh, man. It never ends. And that's Again, it goes back. It go, what the hell is going on? It goes back to Twitter. It goes back to Twitter. That's the problem. Also, Dustin Matheson said on the Facebook Live, who else is taking a dump Jones right now while watching the Taz Show gimmick? Oh, that's fantastic. That's nice. That's nice. No. Thank you, Dustin. Taz, why did you read it? You don't have to read that. Well, you got, you got, <laughs> you got my attention. <laughs> Rob Alicia said, Joey blocked Jones. Yes, he's going <laughs> to block me. Yeah, everybody's like, block Jones. You're getting blocked. <laughs> David Lane just said, that guy who I buried before, he said, Taz shoots a water pistol. <laughs> I was kind of shooting. He's right. It was kind of a water pistol. I'm not, I don't think I'm shooting. I'm, maybe he met with guest. Oh, I see now. Oh, shoot interview Jones. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Shoot interview Jones. Yeah. Yeah, not here. Not here. That, that's not how this works. I don't do that. I don't do that. Here's $2,000. Here's $2,000, Mr. Wrestler. Ten. Bury everyone if you want. Or make stuff up, too. Here you go. Here's two. Here's 3000 You do it. It lives online. And now you go away. How long did that two $3,000 last you? Exactly. Give a break. So, uh, yeah. 
So, yeah, Joey Styles probably just unfollowed me. He won't block me. He'll unfollow me. He'll send me like a, a, a gif or gif or jife. Jife. That's what I like calling Of him. like somebody like giving someone the middle finger. <laughs> think he's mad at me? I think he's all right. I, think, I don't think he'll be mad at you. I've never met the guy. Never really talked to him. So <laughs> Pack's a hell of a right hand, you know. I keep hearing that from you. I'm going to kick your ass. I got to watch out. He may drop me. I'm going to jack up on Mountain Dew. I got to be careful. He's coming after me. I got Joey Styles coming after me. <laughs> Damn. Damn, I just shot my mouth off again. That's the problem. Oh, he's got a mouth like a cannon. Always shooting it off. Damn it. Anyway, uh, Brian Tan said, Joey will get over it. No, probably not. Probably not. Facebook Live people, I want to see more thumbs up. I, you don't know, like the show. It's trending, I heard. Last I checked, unless we did the job already. Untrending Jones. <laughs> UJ. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get a, a gimmick for that. Taz is not trending. Oh, the job is not trending. Here's the thumbs up. Feed the ego. Taz is trending. Oh, groovy, baby. Taz is trending yeah, again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mother effer. Oh, look at thumbs up. I got thumbs up on the Facebook. Yes, my ego needs it. My insecurities. Yo, you think I got ADDH, whatever you call it? <laughs> no. I was talking to Handsome Johnny before. Does Johnny think, Johnny, if you get a chance, come in here. Please, sir. I know you're busy. Because he was We're talking about. put Johnny on the spot for uh, his truck driving days, right? Johnny on the spot. You get the joke? Yes. Johnny on the spot. <laughs> Cliche Jones. Johnny on the spot. Handsome Johnny, ladies and gentlemen. Handsome Johnny has entered the studio. He's always ready to be on the air. A handsome son of a bitch. Look at him. Handsome Johnny. How you doing, big guy? I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Good, brother. How was your weekend? Nice? It was actually really good. Oh, really? No one cares. Okay, awesome. So listen, uh, you were talking earlier about uh, psychoanalyzing people. Uh, this is all fair, by the way. And you were, uh, don't, don't be nervous. I'm not going <laughs> to give full detail here. Could we get a couch, maybe? Uh, <laughs> lean back here. But do you think, like, I have, what is it, ADDDH? What's it called? I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. Mm. So uh, I, I, can't, I can't diagnose you. Mm. But The captain uh, did in the past. Remember I, that? I, well, this, is, this has also come up. I know we don't talk politics on here, but yeah. a lot of political pundits were, were, uh, were giving diagnoses. Diagnoses. Diagnoses of people uh, uh, that represented one party or the other, mm. and then all these doctors came out and said, "Look, these these people are not qualified to do so." But anyway, bringing it back to you, mm. um, I'm not a medical professional, yeah. but you know, like you, you said, you you've been bumped a few times. <laughs> been bumped. I've taken a bump. Yeah, taken I, a I bump. Slamming bombs and beyond. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. So, you know, that that could have impacted my brain. Your, your brain, yes. I've had seven concussions. Is that bad? You know, and and I don't know this specific to wrestling, but they're saying a lot about uh, football and concussions impacting yeah. those athletes. Yeah. So I imagine that the the science applies to, to wrestling so as well. So you're saying I have mental issues, basically. That's what you're saying. I'm, I'm not saying that. You're implying it. Captain, what do I... What's, <laughs> I'd say this. There's science out there. The, the the science experts or scientists have discovered. <laughs> Sorry, <guys. laughs> Killing me. That, uh, that you know concussions can have long long term implications for the human brain. Mm. So I'm effed, basically. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm on his face. You see, oh, well, yeah, you kind of are, buddy. <laughs> you're doing pretty well. You know, I know. you get I, to do this. But, but, so. Yeah, and I get to do this. Thanks. It's like a hobby, right? Yeah, hey, so listen, listen, hey, hey you know, you know, Captain, maybe you could, you in the past have psychoanalyzed me. What is wrong, if anything wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Well, I'm no doctor. I only minored in psychology. Okay. okay. Ed, 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 Edna, Ed and Oscar said, Taz is nuts with a, uh, <laughs> with a question mark. Uh, maybe so. So no, but really, be a little more patient. That's all. What? What me? Oh, I, yeah. oh, I'm I'm not patient enough. No, I'm impatient. Yes. You, you know what? On that note, <laughs> it it might actually have nothing to do with with you taking bumps. Mm. I've worked in a lot of uh, of settings, show business settings. Oh yeah. And the the thing that gets to people's head is is talent syndrome. Really? Tell yes. me about this. This I want to so, know because I'm very talented. We know this. You, you. Well, you are talent. Yes, You're, yes. You. This is talent. the Tash show. Talent, sir. Yes. And so uh, I've I've worked on a variety of different oh, really? uh, productions. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, <sighs> talent is constantly surrounded by yes people. Oh, I, think I love that. I love yes people. And yeah. and it actually is. You need to surround. Talent by yes people, people who make sure that. Hold on, breaking news. Jo, jo, uh, jo, Josea, hold on. Uh, Stefan's, uh, Stefantins on the Facebook Live said you're surrounded by jobbers. That's what's wrong. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I digress. Continue now. Well, in order for you to perform best, you need to be put in a, a situation. A competitive work environment. Is that what you're saying? An, yeah, well, yes. Why is that guy left? The captain. What the hell do you left? Because you're leaving the show like know, a day? I'm reading comments here. Someone, I, Darren Falls goes, stick to the nightclubs, handsome. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm not a medical professional. <laughs> so what else are you saying now? No, I'm just, I'm just saying that, uh, you know, you... All it's, right, now, handsome Johnny, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Now, nah, there you go. You're done, bud. A, a product of your environment. Anyway. So, what, what does that mean? You took a shot at me? No, it's not a shot. It's it's saying, in order for you to do the best job you can, you need to be given more space. Like, you need to be able to kind of Well, I agree. Act. I need a bigger room here. You're right. I, I would say so, too. And posters. <laughs> in the lobby. <laughs> and posters. Would, yes. Posters. So, wait, you're saying I need, I need to be more vast... In my mental capacity, what are you saying? Yes, you need you need to have you need to be given more space to kind of explore things that are funny, things that are kind of. That's why you have a strong opinion because you. That's what we want from you. Yes. And yes. so that's you know it's encouraged. That's that's what I'm saying. More importantly, Calvin Pearson on the Facebook Live said House Music Jones. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, any uh, interesting information before I let you go on the club scene? Uh, you running around playing grab ass with the chicks? What are you doing on the weekend? What's up? No, I, I went out. I had, I had a good time. You had a good time. I had smiling, a good time. smirking, yeah. lying, and laughing. Look at him. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I, I, I can't say on air, but yes, things are good. <laughs> I can't say on air. On that note, that's ladies and gentlemen. That's yeah. ladies and gentlemen. That's, uh, that's handsome giant, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, right. By the way, the phones are ringing like crazy, by the way. You might want to jump on that. Ah, they can wait. All right, that's all nice. Right. Uh, that, that, good. Listen, buddy, maybe you come back later on. Uh, how about that? That sound good? Don't we have Deanna? No! Uh, yes, we do, but I don't want you on. How about that? I was going to just set you up, and you buried me. Yeah, Deanna's coming on in about uh, five minutes, actually. i got to get rolling. Get, get, go. Okay. Bye. See all right. you. See you guys. Take care, pal. I got no more use for this guy. It's unbelievable, man. Guy comes in here, makes fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. Makes you sound like I got issues. Bro, you know the stuff he said? That's hurtful things. You have to get him after the show. <laughs> Chase him around. <laughs> Guy runs marathons. 
They would beat me and stick pine cones in my ass. Even I can't catch them. Guy runs marathons all over the place. How the hell am I going to get them? Slamming bods and beyond. He's really on a high horse, too. You know, he's very (laughs) cocky and confident. Like, that's what we want out of you. I I work for (laughs) Handsome Johnny now. What the hell is that? That's what we want from you. He went all Spielberg on you. He did. All of a sudden, he's Paul Heyman and Vince McMahon combined. Hanson Heyman. That'd be funny. Yeah, that's what he said. Greg Bull on uh, Twitter says, Taz, you're fine. Everyone else is crazy. I think he's right. Uh, look, I, I, you know, I, I just really, I, you know, because I, I want to make everyone happy on the show. You know that. Guys that work on the show, people, the fan base on social media. I want everyone to be happy. I do. I love everyone in this world. I really do. You watch it on Facebook Live. Thank you. Listen to the podcast. Oh, no. My bad. Scratch that off of the audio on demand. Okay. Oh, I will never say that word again. Which one? The one with the P. <laughs> listen. If you listen maybe on the audio on demand. On, on the AOD. The AOD. Nice. I appreciate you doing that. I, I love you guys. You know that. I love my audience. If we're not trending anymore, I will hate you. Let's see. Hold on, we're checking. Give me a second, guys. People love this. I listen to the audio on demand version. They really don't care if you're trending because they had nothing to do with it. Well, that's not true. They could be tweeting about it. Uh oh. Hold on. Daz is still trending. Oh, no, no, no. He's still trending. Here he is. Trending, trending. All right, so that's a perfect lead-in into a break, lead-in Jones into Indy Indies, which is coming up here on the other side of the break. We will have Deanna Perrazzo will be on the show. And once we are done chatting up Indy Indies with Deanna via Skype in the next segment, I hopefully will have time to give you you all a raw preview uh, for this evening. So it should be interesting, and you guys will enjoy it. Thanks for getting the show to trend. Uh, Let's keep it trending throughout the break, Jobbers. Let's keep trending. Let's keep on trending, guys. Keep on using hashtag Taz Show. Yay! I need it for my ego. I need it. Pissing me off. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here on the Taz Show. Fourth quarter city coming up right here. Final 30 minutes or so of the show. It's been a fun edition of the show. A trending edition, which is nice. I Again, I will try to get to some of you cats that are on hold. Please bear with me. We're going to do Indie Indies here shortly with Deanna Perrazzo. So, Deanna will be on via Skype here in a few seconds. And uh, it's been a packed show. Been busy. Tomorrow will be just as busy. That's what's going on here. Not playing games. No, I'm actually... Um, I'm really hoping that when Deanna jumps on the show, she will not be wearing a Tom Brady jersey or like a Patriots hat or like, you know, putting, you know, grog socks on her hands, holding them up in the air, like laughing, ha ha, like that, you know. Like I'm really worried she's going to wear like a bandana that just says Patriots on it, like huge letters right across the front. I'm nervous because for two weeks, Tom Brady's been really good. And all the Patriot fans are just running around New England. Bunch of happy asses. <laughs> He's back. The king is back. Sick. So anyway, 
that's the deal. Thank God Deanna heard none of what I just said. So, in a three, in a two, in a one. The Taz Show presents In the Indies. Welcome to the Marshall High School. Welcome to the Main Street Armory. These guys who wrestle are really talented. A weekly report of what's hot on the independent pro wrestling scene. Oh, Matt's going to do some damage. Indie wrestling at its best. Man is an absolute beast. With some of the Indies' best talent in territories today. All right, all right, here she is. None other than Deanna Perazzo. Deanna, what is up? What's going on? Good morning, how are you? Uh, yeah, uh, listen, 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 I'm good. Um, I might have mentioned something earlier about something with the Patriots, so let's, <laughs> let's get that out of the way. I'm sure you're happy, right? I am, and I did have on a Patriots shirt when I first got up and was getting ready, but then I figured I didn't want to brag. I saw people giving you a lot of... Uh, <laughs> Crap on Twitter, so I got <laughs> Yeah, I get attacked sometimes by Patriot fans. It happens, but a lot of that I bring on myself. I mean, I'm a was a hardcore Jet fan forever, and now a Buffalo Bills fan, and the Bills yeah. were victorious a couple of weeks ago over the Pats, and now we play you guys again soon. So, if the uh, Buffalo Bills lose uh, that game, I will not do a show the next day. That's basically what's going to happen. <laughs> so anyway, no, I'm kidding. So what's going on? How's things in the Indies? And what happened this weekend? Have you been busy? Uh, talk to me. Lay it on me. Um, I had a really fun weekend. I actually worked um, three different shows. Um, Friday night, I had one show. And then Saturday, I had a double shot. Um, I worked with WrestlePro um, in Crestkill, New Jersey. And then again in uh, Bay, Ridge, uh, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Right. Um, Friday and Saturday, which was a lot of fun. Um, they had Ryback on both shows, Santina Morella, um, Robbie E., Jesse Goddard, DJ Z, um, had like a bromance reunion, so that was fun. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Must have been loaded. Sounds like that was, that was a loaded show. Yeah. Um, on Friday, I did like a fun little eight-man tag. It was me and Katarina Waters um, and two of WrestlePro students. They have a school. Um, and they have a lot of girls who train there, so that well, hold was, on. Really was this Was this all girls, or was it a mixed gimmick? Uh, all girls. So you said eight-man tag. It's eight-woman. Come on. you. That's, eight-woman. That's your fault. <laughs> you know, no, because, you see, even you as a female wrestler and someone who's the future of the business, you know, it's like, I'm just saying, not knocking you, but I'm just saying, like, that's like the, the things we're used to in the business, six-man tag, eight-man tag, right? It just, it just comes out of your mouth, right? Yeah. Um, and, too, like, I don't know. I don't really find... Um... I mean, I'm proud of women's wrestling, and I'm proud of how far we've come, but uh, it's there isn't always need for a distinction. Um, but in situations like that, I just feel like it's a, you know, it's an eight tag, whatever. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, what I used to do, like when I was a commentator on SmackDown, and there would be a... Uh, uh, one of the girls, let's say it was a girls match, a divas match at the time, divas they were called, right? And someone would do a schoolboy, I would call it a schoolgirl. And I remember Vince, <laughs> Vince McMahon said, schoolgirl, that's a good call, I like that. Like, because, you know, it kind of... It, it, Staples it, you know, instead of saying yeah. schoolboy. Yeah. Yeah, but um, no, I, I could totally see that. I didn't even think of it like that. No, so. I was I was teasing just because you're a patriot. Because you're <laughs> hey, a patriot fan. That? You're a patriot <laughs> fan, so I'm gonna give you a hard time. That's just the way it goes. I'm sorry. It's real simple. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. Actually, um, I think Veda, she's from up in New England, right? And she lives in somewhere. Yeah. And 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 so's Taylor. Yes. You know what? I'm come to think of this, Captain. I think all three of these girls are patriot fans. <laughs> What the hell is going on here? Oh, I'm stuck uh, I on don't this. know about them. You'll have to find out when they come I will. On, I will find I, out. I can only speak for myself. Well, so now what happened? So you were in Deer Park on Long Island on uh, October 15th, correct? 
Yeah, that was my second show on Saturday. Um, Fiesta Pro had run a show um, at the NYWC Sportatorium. Um, and that was fun because it was like a Halloween theme match. And um, I wrestled Mandy Leone, who I know very well. She's one of my really good friends. Yep, and yep. We, we had like a fun little gimmick match. Um, so it was it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and now you got some upcoming dates. I know you got uh, ECWA, third annual Women's Super 8 chick fight tournament which is a great name i think that's cool yeah um i'm really excited for that i i was fortunate enough to win last year so um if i was to win this year i'll be the first person to ever win the super eight back to back um so that's really exciting and the owner has a lot of talent coming from all over the place a lot from florida and a lot from atlanta so it's a lot of girls that i haven't had the chance to work with yet and the fun thing is, is no one knows who their opponents are until you get there. And the first round happens, and then the second round happens, and you're just figuring it out as it goes on. So it's so kind of, it should be called the ECWA third annual women's super eight kayfabe chick fight tournament right so (laughs) (laughs) that's what it should be called so (laughs) yeah yeah. and it was like that last year and it's a lot lot of fun because you don't know who's going to win until you know the the semifinals happen and then um you don't have time to put together these crazy matches it's just go out there and have fun so i'm really really looking forward to it that's awesome listen i want to get your opinion on i mean a lot of people talk about uh, Hell in a Cell, WWE's doing that with two females, obviously. Just want to get your thoughts and opinions on that. and Because uh, I, I think it's great as far as uh, the business for females and how it's elevating. And they should, you know, like uh, we had a caller to show earlier, Deanna, who said something like, um, paraphrasing now, like, you know, yeah, you think, hey, Taz, you think that there'll be like a Royal Rumble type gimmick match for females one day, the whole thing. And I said, yeah, there should be. I, I think all that stuff would work. But that's what, from, as a female wrestler, would love to get your thoughts on this whole thing. Um, I think it's really exciting. I, I, I did an interview last night um, promoting the Super 8 with Philly.com, and he, they asked me the same question. And it, it's it, it's amazing to be a women's wrestler right now and to see uh, women getting opportunities like to be in a Royal Rumble match. Um, I think the possibilities are endless, and I think that it, it's great that they're groundbreaking on the WWE level and we can be groundbreaking on an independent level too. I think that's a great answer and a good point. And uh, uh, I got to tell you, if you ever go on anyone else's show or interview, uh, you're going to be gone from the show. Uh, you're going to be fired. I'm, just <laughs> <letting> you <know>. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm teasing. So uh, anyway, cool. So look, you got a lot coming up. You got a lot of things going on. And I want to thank you personally because and as far as the rotation of you three guys, you know, this – this was, I think, supposed to be Veda, but she's got some lame excuse like she's flying to Japan or something. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think she flies home, um, which is just in time for the Women of Honor TV taping too. So it's good that she's coming home. <laughs> That's cool. Well, look, I appreciate you pinch hitting and stepping in here, you know, on behalf of her. That's really nice of you. And thanks for no being problem. a professional. And you do a great job all the time. And big fan of your work. And and just love the success you have. And keep kicking ass, girl. Do you think? Thank you so much. All right, Deanna, we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. So there you go, Deanna Priazzo. There you go. She comes on. She does her thing in the indie. She's, she's always great all the time. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. She plugged someone else's thing, but it was a Philly.com, which I'm over big time in Philly, by the way. That's what some Michael Johnson guy said. Who's he? Philly.com. <laughs> there is such a thing. No, Deanna's great. So, uh, you know, I, I'm just glad she wasn't wearing a parachute shirt. That's 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 what I really was worried about. That would have been unfortunate. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, because I would have to ban it from the show. But I think all these girls might be Patriot fans. They're all from up there. Got to check with Taylor and Veda. I really do. It's, I'm telling you.
Crazy Maisie. Hey, uh, Yasir from Queens, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, what's up, Taz? What's up, um, buddy? What's up, Captain? How you doing? I'm chilling, man. You heard the captain's um, quitting the show, right? You heard he quit? I know, man. Yeah, Unfortunately, he's one of my favorite dudes. Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm, I'm begging him to stay. He's like, he's like the James Ellsworth. He's like the James Ellsworth of the Taz Show, but different. Yes, he's like that, but different. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. and, and, and they treat you like AJ Styles. You always got a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the champ over at SmackDown. I'll take that run. But uh, what's going on, buddy? What do you want to talk about? Um, I want to talk about commentary. Um, you see how Lucha Underground does their commentary. The the commentators don't really see the cinematics uh, and the backstage vignettes, so they're not really like face or heel. Do you think that the commentary, if other companies did it that way, you think it would be better off? Hold on. Let me just partially correct you. I do think, yes, here, I, I like where you're going with this, but I do think that the Lucha Underground commentators, Matt Stryker and Vampiro, who was on a show on Friday, on my show, I do think they do or have the option, but they definitely see the, the, the let's just call them backstage pre-tapes, for lack of better terms. They're vignettes, right? Because they need to see them to be able to tell stories uh, throughout the, the hour on what they're seeing. But what they're doing is they're not reacting to it, which I think is awesome. They, there's really, I think that's kind of, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think that's what you mean, right? They're not reacting to them. Uh, yeah, they're not. Because, like, I was just thinking about, like, when Black Lotus was around. And she was around in the vignettes before she came on the actual show. And Matt Stryker, assumed, like, he just, he didn't even take the information that was given to him in the vignette. He just kind of said, oh, we heard a lot about her, but he didn't specify anything. Yeah, I, I think, see, for me, I think it's okay because Lucha Underground, Yasir, they're, they're, they're so different than everything else. That's what makes them cool because I think they handle everything different from the way they shoot things, as I've talked about. The commentary is done different. I mean, obviously, the wrestling's the wrestling. It's a Lucha-inspired, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, they do a lot of uh, intergender stuff, you know, like, a lot, you know, and... Do you think do you think that WWE would be, like, WWE or, because um, I've seen, like, Byron Saxton, like, he's so faced that he's, like, illogical in his, like, thinking yeah. as, a, as a character. I, do you think it would be better suited for a guy like that or, or Michael Cole, Corey Graves to not be face or heel, but just be, like, just use logic in their, because in their, sometimes, like, I remember Byron Saxton saying, uh, Kalisto should be a top five draft pick over the likes of Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin. I was just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, I do think you need to keep your credibility, and I, 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 I believe a little bit in the old school way of babyface heel. I, I think that's okay. I don't think I don't like insulting commentary, meaning that if you're going to say something like he, you just said, Byron said, that's insulting. That's just insulting your intelligence as a fan. It's about yeah, Kalisto. It so that, really that, me yeah. I think that that's bad. Um, I really do. I, I believe that. Um, I believe that. And thank you, Yasir, for calling. I believe today's world of commentary needs to be a little different. I do think you need to have an opinion, especially your color commentator. He needs to stand on principle and have an opinion. Number one, he also needs to be consistent in his opinion. No matter who's in his ear, and that's the problem. Because you could have more than one guy in your ear that said something last week to you in your ear, and the following week a different guy talks you, and they don't know what that guy said. Now you're inconsistent in your commentary. You hurt your credibility when you're inconsistent in your commentary. So what I used to do is sometimes I would get fed something by Vince a lot. Sometimes maybe Stephanie would jump on, or or, or Kevin Dunn would say something, and I would always make sure before shows I would get them all on the same page. 
and say, hey, Vince, you know, just let you know, uh, last week, uh, whatever, Steph fed me a line, it was blah, 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 I need to stay. And he would say, you're right, Taj, you do need to be consistent with that. I agree. I'm just saying, so you have to kind of to keep your consistency, defense to the folks behind the scenes, because all announcers need to be produced. So I have no problem with being produced. Overproducing is a different story, but that's a whole nother thing. But I think you need to be consistent in your storytelling, in your announcing. You need to have an opinion, like I said. You have to. If you are a play-by-play guy, you definitely have to bring your energy up, and you have to, uh, if the bad guy does something really bad, you, you got to be indignant. You got to be pissed off to a degree. You do have to have an opinion. I think it's it's. I, I think I think the guys on Lucha Underground do the same thing, um, even though they do things very different there. I don't think you have to react to every backstage bit. I'll bring you guys behind the scenes a lot here. Of this stuff here, but I'll bring you guys behind the scenes. Like, so check this out. So, like, there were a lot of times in my announcing career, you know, where I kind of knew something was going to go down, and I knew how I was going to handle it, and I let them know, look, I'm going to go this route with this, and I got to stay consistent in this route, you know, and that, that's an important thing. You, as the announcer, have to communicate before and after the show, not just with the boss, but with the production crew and the writers. And I got a feeling that in today's world, a lot of these guys aren't doing that. I think they're just doing, they're calling what they see, and they're, they're getting, you know, uh, a vibe from people on how, the bosses, how they want stuff called. I really believe you, it's all about communication before and after the show. Uh, not just with the wrestlers. Production. Whoever's post-producing, whoever's editing, you know, even if it's, if it's live, it's tough to say editing. But if you're Ring of Honor or TNA, it's taped or whatever, or Lucha Underground. You need to be consistent, though. You need to have an opinion. Um, I, I, I'll tell you, like, I think when you hear someone like, um, uh, what's his name on uh, SmackDown, the Harvard guy, I'm drawing a blank. David Otunga? Thank you. Otunga, you know, and obviously he wrestled for a short time or whatever, and whatever his success was, I don't know his records. I'm sure he's held some title. I heard him say something about a tag team title. No one knows that. So when he when he says that, well, when I was a tag team champ, now I'm putting words in his mouth and I am paraphrasing. No one looks at him. You got a guy like JBL sitting on the other side of him who's got a, a litany of experience in championship reigns. No one, you can't put yourself on that level. And that's why putting Otunga in that spot's a bad thing. Because you put someone like, like JBL who's ultra credible, who's done so much in his career and has had you know, so many championships. And now you, so you got two wrestlers there. One was like, a megastar, arguably a Hall of Famer, and the other one, well, it didn't take off for him for whatever the reasons. I don't know if it was injury. I don't know what it was. But you got to be able to have a strong opinion, and I, 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 I don't think that you have to react to every backstage bit you see. And I'll bring you guys again. I was going to tell I forgot where I was going. I was going to pull the curtain back. I'm really going to pull it back for you from an announcer's perspective. There are a lot of times I would look at a run sheet, you know, like a, you call a script. It's not really a script of the show, like what breaks we were going to. So it would say whatever. Let's say it said, I don't know, uh, you know, a SmackDown. It was Kurt Angle against, you know, whatever, uh, uh, Edge. Okay. And then it would say pre tape right after the match, um, you know, selling the main event of. Whoever, Matt Hardy versus, you know, uh, Christian. And then it would say break. So let's say I knew, and we all knew, something heavy was going to happen between Edge and Kurt. I said Edge and Kurt Angle, right? What did I say? Whatever I said. Let's say I knew something heavy was going to happen in that match. 
that we were going to not react to too much to let the moment breathe, I would always say to them, look, let's not go to a pre-tape. Let's go to a break. I did this in TNA all the time. Let's go to break, so let the moment breathe, and let's come to it on camera on the other side, show B-roll of what we just saw happen before the break to catch people up who didn't see it. And nine times out of ten, especially in TNA, it was like, you're right, let's do it. Not that the writers don't know how to write, but announcers know how to feel those moments before they happen. That's the key. And I know, like, Michael Cole had that feel, JR, myself, I know Mike Tanay, Joey Styles, you know, guys who've been to the dance, you know, you could feel that over experience. Like, you know, don't don't put me in a position that you're going to show a vignette after a break. We go to commercial. We come back from commercial, and you just showed me a vignette on a guy, and now you don't want me to react to the guy until he debuts. Okay, then bump something. Put Show the vignette of the guy, then do a backstage bit or some promo for something, and then come to the announcers. Don't put me and my partner in a position that we have to react to this. See, Lucha Underground is different because they do a lot of their stuff like that where the, the announced talent does not react to the stuff they've seen. Man, that's a lot of information I just gave you guys. Sorry if that was boring. I if it was boring or an educated. To me, because I, you know, uh, I don't know. Did you learn anything? That was very inside baseball. Too much? No. Oh, Joey Styles just sent me a uh, gif <laughs> of a guy kicking somebody else in the ass, literally. Boom, like <laughs> with his foot. I'm going to kick your ass! Stomp at someone's ass. He's mad at me. <sighs> Rub dirt in my ass, Nick. Well... Tamiya Wu said it was cool to hear, Taz. Uh, thank you. See? Jamie Benton said boring Jones. Ooh, I think he's being sarcastic, but I think some of the people on the Facebook might get mad at him for that comment because I think a lot of people like the comment. So a lot of thumbs up and hearts, and I need that for my ego. <laughs> you know, I, need, I just need to be I pacified. see a lot of blue thumbs. You see a lot of blue thumbs? That's awesome. I really need that, you know, especially on a day like this, you know. Oh, we're not trending no more either. Wow. Yeah, that's what happens. One minute you're up. Next minute, you're an ass sucker. That's what happens. Story of my life, buddy. That's like you. Everything's going great in the show. We're hitting off the, the whole show. Everybody, the whole team. Yeah, baby. Tash show, trucking along. We're trucking, we're trucking, trucking. All of a sudden. <laughs> Captain says I quit. <laughs> Why are you quitting? I'll get you a raise. <laughs> you want to change the hours? We'll change the whole show for you, bro. <laughs> Don't leave, Captain. Be still on. Don't leave. <laughs> uh, they want the show probably never. Once you actually finish and finalize your quitting and you're gone, and maybe there's a Viking here or something. Well, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Guy. And once that happens, we're probably never going to trend again. You don't think so? And you are going to be home, laying in bed with a bunch of pita chips. P-I-T-A. Yeah. Yeah. Hummus, peanut butter. Some hummus. Some hummus, some peanut butter. <laughs> and you'll be laughing with your feety pajamas on. 
with your beard, all crumbs in your beard. Who told you I have those pajamas? Uh, Crime oh. Brian did, didn't he? And you'll be like, look at this son of a bitch. He's not trending ever again, Taz. Yeah, I, you trended because of me, the captain. <laughs> I see what's up. Oh, yeah. Yep. Story of my life, buddy. Story of my life. You guys all leave me. You all leave me. Eddie Moskowitz said, who's going to replace the captain? I don't know. It could be Robbie the Viking, Viking Rob. What do we call him? I need a poll. Is it Rob the Viking? Is it Viking Rob? Is it Big Vike? Viking Robbie Jones. That's not bad. Is it? He's a big man. Is he going to fit in that corner? <laughs> he's huge, like tall, too. Very tall. Danny Martins said the Viking. Jason Hastings said Bus Boy Jones. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, Rob the Viking Jones. That's what Stephen Griffin said. Yeah, a lot of people like Viking Jones. It's actually real simple. VJ. VJ Jones. <laughs> Robbie the Viking Jones. Danny Martins agrees with you. Danny Martins has a lot of opinions. Got like 10 different names. It's unbelievable, dude. I, I don't know what to call a guy. I don't even know if he's going to have the job. Listen, here's the thing. This show, okay, Tim Blotch on Facebook Live said, no one cares. No one cares. That's nice. <laughs> Thanks for jumping on the Facebook of the show, jobber. So here's the thing. No, look, it's a real simple thing, okay? Come the new year, there's going to be some changes here. Like, I, I don't, it's going to be positive, not negative, by the way. But, like, I talked a little bit about this before. There's going to be some changes and, and, and within the company, corporate-wise and stuff like that. So, it, you know, there's a lot of things that they're going to be adjusted. And it's, it, the Taz show ain't going anywhere. Don't worry about that. It's not, it's not going away. That, that's not, don't worry about that. Or maybe some of you guys got your fingers crossed. Like, damn it, I wanted to be canceled. How about David uh, M. Teskendorf? Robbie is garbage. That's nice. Jeez. That's nice. Welcome to the show, Rob. Welcome to the show, Robert the Viking. Yeah, it's the Taz show fans. <laughs> Look at look at Dan Carpenter, confused Jones. Joey Styles should be the co-host. Oh my god! Okay, Dan, let me educate you, my friend. Okay, there is no co-host, Captain. Please, I'm not a co-host. Right, you're not, and and no, whoever sits there's not a co-host. It's a producer. It's a technical job. It's not co-host. You guys need to learn the p words. Not a p word in the show. It's audio on demand. It's, I'm bigger to logistics. You're gonna have to put together a Tasho dictionary. The Kingsman said, that's a good idea. The Kingsman said on the Facebook Live, Rob the Nub. It's not bad. <laughs> um, but really, like, people like, oh, what are you calling the guy garbage? The guy is a, is a legitimate producer. Rob the Viking. Big Robbie Jones, Viking Jones, gimmick, Jones. Robbie gimmick, Jones. <laughs> About James Falcon on Facebook Live says Valhalla Jones. <laughs> that's funny. No, but, but the guy called him garbage, bro. What is that, bro? What, you feel better about yourself on the social media? You attack the guy from behind your Facebook account, bro? Really? You do that, Robbie's garbage. Have somebody else say that on, me about Facebook, on a Facebook game attacking Rob. You know, dude, really. It's a hard job. You got attacked a few times, Cap. Yeah, I can deal with it. No, I know. And Rob can deal with it. But I'm just saying, like, when people feel better about themselves, they do that. You bastard! I mean, Really? It's annoying. David Teskendorf, he comes back with just don't fit in. Okay, David, you know what? How many, how many national radio shows 
or worldwide streaming shows have you programmed? Put that in your Facebook Live. I'd like to know. Because the people who do that for a living, who make more money than me and probably you, who make not six figures a year, they make seven. Yeah, that's a lot of money. They're the ones who program shows like mine. Programming consists of, you know, producers that are on a show and program the show. I mean, that produce the show. People just hear things and they think they know things. You don't like the show, whoever the producer is, then don't listen or watch. Don't. Unbelievable. He don't fit in. Where, 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 where are you qualified to say that, Mr. Teskendorf? Where? You have an opinion, you don't like it, then don't listen. If Robbie's on a show, don't listen or watch. Don't. Don't. Just don't. I don't care. What are you nuts? Lizette Austin said Thickskin Jones. <laughs> Dustin Masterson had a hashtag give a Viking a chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? It's like, you know, seriously, like people just, I'm sick of that. Burns my ass. Well, not really, but I don't really burn my ass. But I mean, like, you know, people program these shows that you hear on the radio or watch TV. Whatever, and you know what? It's, it's some people and are, are um, um, an acquired taste. I don't like Rob because he's tall. That's all. <laughs> Ray Carter goes. Taz got trolled. No, no, Ray, I didn't get trolled. What's it? that's another thing? I'm gonna go a little late. I know, I know. Right now, video Brian's freaking out. We're gonna go a little late here. Okay, just for our uh, viewers on Facebook Live that may get cut. Right. Okay, look, real quick, and I'm wrapping the show. There's no, it's not troll. Don't feed the trolls, bro. Don't feed, stop it. Stop with the freaking troll. Don't feed the trolls. Troll, because someone has a different opinion in mind, and I get mad at them, doesn't make them a troll. That's number one. And because someone's doing it by design, why are they doing it? What are they getting from it? I'm sick of this whole don't feed the troll thing. Sick of it. I'm sick of it. Tired of it. Slamming bods and beyond. All right. Anyway. Thank you for getting the show trending, guys. And <laughs> I appreciate ending with a bang. And I appreciate you guys uh, checking out the show, and obviously. And I love all you guys. Even the guys that are supposed to troll. It's not a troll. Someone has a different opinion. I don't like someone on the show. Don't like me. Doesn't mean they're trolling. And if they are, what are they getting out of it? God damn, I'm getting mad again. Anthony Priolo said, Meltdown Jones. <laughs> That's the best one yet, Anthony. Good job. I can't follow that. All right, for the captain and everybody else here on the show, we'll be back at you tomorrow. This is the Tash Show. Thanks, everybody. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page. But these likes on my picture and getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns Got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at To go and pour another drink Just to get away We gotta live it up Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't let you go
was due back since I was shooting hoops. New issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, know I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and school.